This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent, bonus episode 14 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the May 14th show in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania at the F.M. Kirby Center for the Performing Arts from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Dave, that was my first time ever in Wilkesbury. Oh, Wilkesbury! I've been there several times before. That's a. It's, what did you think of the city? Well, you didn't even really get to see the city. Well, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> but uh, it, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from what I saw, I was. Uh, you know, us driving in, um, I still was. I'm very confused about where the venue was. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of concern for me as I couldn't understand where the venue was or wasn't. Yeah, it was interesting because. Uh, the GPS sort of took us to the backstage door of the venue, yeah, which, was, which is a little odd. It just, like, when we went around front, it was just like a, a store. And I was like, what? I was so <laughs> confused. Um, but, yeah, so we left from your house in, in New Jersey, and we drove up to Wilkes-Barre with, uh, with Jackie, of course. And we got in, and... Um, I had a uh, a very special uh, ticket upgrade. Yeah. Um, so what was really cool is one of our listeners and Weird Al super fans, KC, got in touch with us and she's like, I have an extra VIP ticket. I want to offer it to one of you guys because uh, I know you guys are going to be at the show. It's a front row VIP ticket. And um, I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that also meant that I had an extra ticket. Um, so we posted on the Facebook group and, um, that we had an extra ticket and we're able to secure it for our newest Patreon member and newest Patreon sponsor, Jack. So, um, getting into the venue, I I had to go check in for VIP and get my ticket to Jack before we could have dinner. (laughs) It was a little stressful. Yeah. So this, for this, uh, this show we had originally. This is a show we added sort of late in after it had been on sale for a while. So a lot of you know where we would normally sit up in the front or try to find tickets up in the front had been sold out. So we had originally planned to sit in the balcony, and we we spent a lot of time trying to find the perfect seat in the balcony. I remember uh, we were on trying to like there's an aisle that goes right down the center of the balcony and we were like, should we sit on Jim's side or Steve's side? And we had like, like, three <laughs> yeah, tickets. I remember, and, yeah. And it was interesting. But, you know, this was one of the shows where um, we decided, you know, because there weren't great seats available when we were looking up front, we would sit in the balcony and get a different experience. So, uh, th- so this one was uh, one where we originally were, were going to sit in the balcony. The three of us together. The three of us together. And then, you know, this great opportunity came up for Ethan to, to, to sit in the front row. And I don't blame him yeah. for, for jumping on that one at all. Uh, Literally front row center, probably the closest <laughs> I've ever sat. Because some venues, the, you know, the distance from the seat to the stage is different. And this was pretty close to the stage. Yeah. So I, I could see you from, from my seat. But we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get talk into a little that. bit about... 
um, about the drive up there is uh, we're going. I, it may be out by now. Who knows? There was a we recorded a secret episode about it. We invented a brand new game on the uh, drive up there. Yes, I think officially called the self-indulgent guessing game. Yeah. I, I, something like that. I don't know. It does. It, it's not. It's not that important what it's called. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, if you listen to our secret episode, which uh, is only for Patreon supporters, yeah, then uh, you will hear us before the concert go through every single possible song on the set list, and it, and Jackie, myself, and Ethan uh, will guess uh, whether that song will be played or not, and then at the end. Uh, we at the end of the concert we tally them all up and uh, reveal a winner and the winner gets nothing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're interested, check that out. It's it was actually a really fun game yeah. and uh, got us really thinking about what we might be seeing uh, tonight and you know basing it on like, well, I haven't seen this one in a while, so maybe right. he'll play this one or oh, I bet because it's Wilkesbury he'll play this one. And then actually, uh, we actually recorded two secret episodes yesterday because uh, before we left, yes, uh, we recorded our first ever video secret episode uh, where we reviewed Weird Al's Jackson Park Espresso Coffee, and uh, Jackie made it three different ways for us. So that's up on our Patreon page as well. Uh, so definitely check that video out if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think we had a video secret episode. Didn't we have one of us singing Yoda with... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that ever if it was made classified. it out as a secret episode okay. or not. I mean... I it might have just been posted Frank, as a video. Yeah, Frank may have just posted that one as a video. But we, Gosh, made him actually, darn Frank. we made him actually make this one into a secret episode because we wanted to. That's right. And uh, I guess the only other... So, as I could mention, the GPS took us to the... Oh, we had a hard time trying to get Jackie's car to talk to the GPS. Oh, but, man. But eventually, I figured it out on the way home. But, uh... Well, let me tell a story <laughs> from Medford when I was driving. Um, so, this was, I guess, last weekend. Oh, my God. Time is crazy. <laughs> yes. But um, I think the, the second night of Medford, I was driving us, and the parking required a, a parallel park. And um, as I just like commented to Dave and Jackie, oh, I haven't had to parallel park in a while. Not that I had trouble parallel parking, but just that I hadn't done it in a while. So then as I'm trying to park, they're like, oh, turn this way. Oh, do this. And it, it like I completely messed it up. I was like, guys, just let me do it. And then I parked fine. Um, so um, there was a lot of pressure on Dave tonight, last night, when he went to... <coughs> <clears throat> parallel park right so we're driving and uh we it lit, like i said the gps took us to the back door of the stage and there's all the the buses and the everything like parked over in that area and like 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 a little bit further down the street there's a spot you know open up on the street and we can park there after six or whatever so um i go to parallel park and and let me tell you i'm a really good parallel parker like i like <laughs> like i really am and uh like you know people will Hang on a minute. I've got a cat emergency here. Cat emergency. Um, so yeah. So Dave uh, claims that he's a good parallel parker, but in this instance, I am. I am. I'm a good. I'm back. I am a good <laughs> parallel parker, and uh, and you know I aced it on my driver's test and everything. And the guy was really impressed too because uh, everybody seems to fail parallel parking. Uh, but no, I, I I parallel park people's cars from all the time when they can't and they can't figure out how to do it. Uh, but 
I got distracted because uh, walking by on the street, I noticed that Grammy Award Jim Kimo West was walking by. And it just, <laughs> Grammy Award winning yeah, Jim Kimo Grammy Kimo Award West. winning Jim Kimo West yeah. was walking by, and it threw me off, and, and I backed right into the curb, and Kimo was watching me, and I don't know if he laughed at me, but I'm sure he did. Yeah, but as you were backing up, I was like, hey, there's Kimo, and I smiled and waved at him, and then you hit the curb, and... Uh, uh, then once uh, once the greatness of Jim Kimo West was out of your sight, you parked perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the one time I can't, I mess up parallel parking. I do it in front of uh, Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West. Oh boy! Uh, so we we find our way over to the venue, and I had to go check in for VIP, and it's a little weird because oh, we weren't able to get there early enough to um, to do um, uh, Jeopardy, Jeopardy right, which yeah. I was okay with. Um, I was just happy to have the the seat and the after show sure. experience. Um, so I get there, and for whatever reason, the VIP, even though KC had purchased the tickets, they wouldn't let her just check me in. They needed me there with my ID, even though my name is not on the ticket, to get the tickets. And so then when I was there, you know, or actually I had the ticket on my phone. Um, so I had to get there, but then she had to come and show her ID so I could mm. pick it up. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Interesting. Um, like literally anyone could just show up and um, claim they were Ethan Allman. Yeah, yeah. Like, like at the time when when uh, you know I knew I wasn't going to be there early, she could have just got a random person and be like, "Yeah, I'm Ethan," and they're like, "Okay," and they would have given it to him, <laughs> and then she could have given it to me. Anyway, uh, it was kind of annoying, but um, checked in, got my stuff. And um, while I was in there, you guys ran into yeah, Jack. Yeah, so, so, so I guess we're going to – this one, I think we pretty much had totally different experiences. So this is almost going to be like two separate con- concert reviews. Oh, there it is, the Coke Zero solo. Everybody who's tracking I that. I forgot to do it closer to the, the mic. Hopefully you guys heard that. No, I'm sure they did because they heard my Coke Zero when I was halfway across the room that one time. Uh, so yeah, so I th- I was saying I think uh, you and I had totally different experiences. So we're gonna have quite a, it's almost gonna be like two concert reviews on this one because uh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely had totally different experiences today. Even though we did go to the concert together, uh, so I'm sitting outside waiting for you. And there's a long, it's funny. There's two interesting things happen. The one there's this long line going all the way down the street to to get in, and finally somebody came out. Uh, a venue staff was like. You know, we have four doors. You can go in all four of them. You don't need to go in. So then I was like, oh, okay. So then it, the line went quickly, but it was fine. It was like there were all these four people going in one door. And I could just imagine inside that the ushers are like, well, why is no one coming to my door? But anyway, uh, so I'm standing out there. And uh, and almost immediately, uh, our newest sponsor, Jack B- Bateman, comes up and uh introduces himself and it was the first time I ever met Jack and Jack was the one Same. if yeah. you said if you if you haven't mentioned it your extra ticket went to Jack uh so uh, yep. so so I didn't have the ticket he wasn't <laughs> so he is going to other shows this tour but he right. wasn't planning to go to this one but then when he saw my post he's yeah. like oh I live close enough to Wilkesbury that I could make it out right so it was really cool and uh and you know so uh we got to meet Jack and then uh I think you ran out for a second, handed me the ticket or something. I don't know, but uh, but uh, we're hanging out there, just chatting with Jack, and he's such a nice, nice gentleman, such a nice guy. And thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, and he's just a, a Weird Al super fan yeah, through and is. through. And I'm so. surprised we haven't met him before. I'm always surprised when we meet someone <laughs> like Jack, and it's been how many years, and we've never right. met met them. You know, despite being at concerts with them and all this right. stuff. 
Right. Yeah, we're going through the, the list of concerts he's been to, and and several of them I've been to as well. So, yeah. So uh, is certainly one of those opportunities where we probably should have met long ago, but we haven't. Uh, yeah. So we're hanging out with him, and then eventually uh, you came out. You got to meet Jack, talk to Jack for a little bit, and then we're like, "Well, we got time. Let's go get some dinner." Uh, Jack tagged along with us for dinner. Yeah, we went right Jack, over Jack, to Jack, Jackie. Dave and Ian. <laughs> we went right over pretty like much the, like next right to the next venue. to a venue. There's this, this place it's called like Franklin's. Yeah, uh, which I, which as soon as I saw that it had Frank in the name, I was we, like, this is not a good place. But we, but we were hungry and we were short on time, so we we went in there. <laughs> and so we walk in, and um, I'm sort of the back of the group, and Jackie's at the front, and um, this guy picks up some. Uh, menus and starts walking and uh, so I assume Jackie you know uh, told them we had a table of four so she started following him we all started following him he kind of like snaked around the restaurant in kind of a weird way ended up outside and then sat down at a table and then looked at us and he's like oh I don't work here (laughs) (laughs) Um, so (laughs) so I guess uh so they sent me in to do the same thing, pick up menus, walk around. And then by the time I came back, you guys had menus already. Yeah, so the, the waitress <laughs> came over. Um, so we ordered some drinks. And then um, when she came back to take our food order, <laughs> she had the manager there. And they're like, yeah, if you guys are going to the concert, you're not going to get food in time for the concert. Because our kitchen's backed up. Yeah, there's like an hour wait for food. I was like, what is going on? This is like not the this. I think almost every city we've been to, there's been some kind of some sort of yeah issue (laughs) where we we try to get food at some place and they either run out of food or they don't have food or they can't serve us for some reason or they kick us out the door while we're still eating. Right. (laughs) So I'm not sure what's going on with the food food issue on this tour, but yeah. So basically, we're like, well, that ain't gonna that's not gonna work because if it takes us an hour for for. Yeah, you we're going to serve food. We don't want to miss emo. We don't want to miss any of the gonna, show. We're not going to get into the show in time. So we're like, we're funny. We're like, well, is there some place around that we can get food in the woman? She was completely she was clueless. Clueless. She did not know. It was, anyway. So I um, I just looked up like food near me and there was a place called Pronto Pizza. Which sounds fast. Yeah. And so. It sounds pizza. But we've had, had issues with pizza. <laughs> yeah, in Medford, when the the pizza by the slice place did not have any pizza slices uh, at dinner time, so we were skeptical that this place would work. But we it, we were desperate. We needed to try. Something. It, it was kind of hard to find. We like kind of walked by it and walked back. It was like down an alleyway. So yeah. we finally were able to find it, and we go in, and it was great. We got to order a couple slices of pizza, and um, I got. I think it was like pasta pizza. Yeah. There was like noodles on the pizza. Yeah, there was pasta. Yeah, it was like pasta on your pizza. Yeah, I've had that pizza. It was good. Not from there, obviously. Yeah, but I've had that pizza before. It's really good. Yeah, it was nice that they were very friendly there. So shout out to Pronto Pizza. I mean, yeah, it's a little hard to find down in a little alley, but if you're in Wilkesbury and you're in the need for food, Pronto Pizza. I will give them a ding though because. Um, I wanted to use the restroom. <laughs> oh, that's right. I go over to the restroom. It says, for customers only. I'm like, all right, I already paid. I'm, I, I qualify. And then it said, out of order. So, uh, Out of order for customers only? Maybe you shouldn't Yeah, have I shouldn't have bought anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, it's not the first time we've tried to, to use a restroom in a establishment <laughs> we, we walked in and ordered food at and it wasn't and we weren't able to so uh, some something going on on this yeah, tour not good luck for us anyway 
But yeah, so Pronto Pizza was Pronto. They were quick and they were tasty and they were good. So thumbs up to them other than the bathroom issue. <laughs> so and, uh, um, we met back at the venue and... Um, yeah, well, I got to tell you, sorry, I had to run. So I had some Coke Zeros in my bag, which I forgot to take out at the car. And I knew that I was going to get, they were going to do some kind of bag check. So I had to run back to the car. I'm running back to the car, walking quickly back to the car, I should say. And uh, I go the other way from you guys go because it's faster for me to get to the car that way. And uh, and as I'm walking past, uh, as I drop off my Coke Zeros, I walk, I see Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West walking around again. Oh, wow. And he comes over. He goes, oh, hi, Dave. And I was like, hey, hi, Jim, you know. And he says... I want some coffee, but they don't have any coffee inside. I have to get it on the bus. <laughs> so he, he, well, maybe Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West should uh, become a VIP so he can get some Jackson Park espresso. Apparently, they, they have plenty of coffee inside the venue, but it's just not available to the band because they have all these bags of Jackson Park espresso, and he has to go to the bus <laughs> to get coffee. I wonder if the bus, they are exclusively drinking Jackson <laughs> maybe, Park oh, espresso. Maybe. I, I didn't ask him. I should have asked him what he was drinking. <laughs> Yeah, so he had to run out to the bus to get some coffee, and we happened to run happened to run into. Him oh, that's again. funny. Did yeah. you did did he bring up your uh, parallel parking incident? <laughs> he did not. He was he was <laughs> he was polite. He was polite. He, was, <laughs> he chose not. To, he's probably laughing about it on the bus. Yeah. the entire ride home <laughs> to the next venue. Um. Well, so I I checked into the venue before you got there, and. Uh, um, said hi to Marnie, asked her if there's anything new. She said no. Um, uh, Jack bought a, a couple shirts, hmm. and then I just wanted to use the bathroom. There's a huge line on the one, like, right by the door, but then someone told me there was another bathroom, like, further back in. So as I'm walking, I see Mike Minnick. Yeah. I had no idea he was going to be there. I, and I knew he was going to be there because he texted me when we were eating pizza and said, I'm going to be... I said, are you here? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't even realize he was going to oh. be at the show um, until very recently because, uh, as it turns out, he bought a ticket back in December and forgot that he bought a ticket. Oh, and wow. He just happened to log into his Ticketmaster account for some concert his daughter was going to and saw that he had a ticket wow. for Wilkesbury. So he's like, oh, crap, I got to go to the show. <laughs> wow. Um, while I was hanging with Mike and catching up with him, I met Lauren from the Beard Al podcast. Yeah. Um, we knew she was going to be at the show, so it was really cool. Uh, we exchanged stickers and cards, and um, it was really great to meet her and fellow Weird Al podcaster. And um, eventually, Dave, you came in, and we were able to get pictures with Lauren and, yeah. and Mike. And um, Yeah, we're sort of, I mean, <clears throat> because of the... You know, we got there with probably just enough time for food, and uh, we had some <laughs> issues finding the food. You know, we were running up on, on time for the concert start, so we didn't get to really chat too much with Lauren or Mike, but uh, we did get to briefly meet them. Yeah, it was really cool, and, and Lauren was there with her brother, who she does the podcast with, and her parents. Um, I guess she lives in Florida, but she just came up to... Uh, visit her parents and go to the show. So nice. really cool. She got to to be up there because we're not going to any of the Florida shows. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened before the show started. Oops. Uh, I I don't know. So uh, yeah, I don't know. just chatting and um... oh, we heard a we heard from our friend uh, Bob. Oh, that's um, right, Bob who Groder recently had some. 
quadruple open heart surgery. And um, we heard that he was going to be at the show <laughs> despite like not being able to do anything and selling a lot of his tickets um, yeah, from it, having such a serious surgery so recently, like less than a month ago. So yeah, it was there. a last sort of like <laughs> sort of a last minute decision. I mean, there's uh, it, him and his uh, girlfriend uh, drove up. They got a hotel right next to the venue and uh, checked in there, and we're gonna stay the night and all that stuff. And and just wanted to to see you know if he could go to the concert. So it was uh, got a you know text from him that he was gonna show up after emo, I guess, uh, just to get a little more rest in and and. Uh, yeah, so he he actually got to go to yeah. his concert. Bob, really Bob's nice. another you know super fan tour chaser, yeah. so it's been really rough for him to be sitting at home and not seeing Weird Al while he's in the Northeast. So right. uh, I'm really glad Bob got to go to the yeah. show. Uh, I didn't see him before the concert. I did see him after. No, I, I didn't. I didn't run into him before the concert. So um, I went up <laughs> quite a few couple flights of stairs to get up to my seats. I was up in the nosebleed seats, as as they say, uh, and. Uh, Sit, you know, Jack was sitting up there, so we uh, he was he was replacement Ethan. Uh, <laughs> so I got to sit next to Jack during the concert, and uh, Jackie, of course, was on my other side. I I let Jackie have the aisle seat just in case Weird Al did one more minute, and uh, even though he doesn't walk around when he does that song, and he doesn't story, usually come up to the balcony, and he doesn't ever come up to the balcony. <laughs> I just was said, well, you know, you never know. He might, he might you do never that know. this time. So I let her sit on the aisle. <laughs> she was like, thanks a lot. Um, She's work on her sarcastic voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I got to trudge all the way up to the front row. And um, I, I see Casey. She's wearing this really cool um, I Want My Al TV dress. Mm. And um, there's someone in my seat. And I'm, I'm like a little confused. I'm like, you know, I see Casey. I don't see a seat next to her. Uh, turns out it was Mr. Jeremy Samples. Uh, so he is, is returning to his tour chasing ways with this show. So they had met during Weird Al Jeopardy. And um, so he, he kept my seat warm for me. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, and uh, so, so he left, I got to, you know, chat with KC a little bit and it really wasn't long before JW took the stage. Oh, I forgot to make this point earlier. Okay. Um, so it was interesting. Uh, I know that um, obviously we mentioned that we saw Lauren of the uh, Beard Owl podcast, but uh, I don't know if you made this connection too, but we also met another podcast host, Mike Minnick. Uh, That's right. Of the That's right. Uh, Adrian and Mike's Living in Weird Al's Ridge podcast. So That's it right. was definitely a, a day for a Weird Al podcast to uh, yeah. congregate in the, the trifecta. lobby of the uh, FM Kirby Center. The trifecta. That's right. Um, so... JW took the stage at 7.59. They are very prompt on the stage. Well, see, tour. I had 7.58. I think we need to sync our watches up. I was using the watch on my Fitbit. 7.58, JW. Oh, well, I, I use the official uh, Verizon well, that's time. My, mine is synced to my Verizon time, so... Well, maybe since I was sitting closer uh, for some reason... <laughs> time... <laughs> yeah, like I was it, in a different time zone maybe well, the, up there. You know, my it reached... Him getting on the stage reached my eyeballs before it reached yours, and... There was some oh. quantum 
time disturbance. Something on some anti Or maybe time by the time I looked down at my phone, it had clicked over to 7.59. Seven, yeah. But the point is, they are very prompt. So if, if you want to make sure you see the whole show, get there a f- at least to your seat a few minutes early. At least two minutes early. At least two or one minute early. <laughs> um, so JW... The JW came out, he had a nice like silvery suit on. Something, yeah. I don't know if it was nice, but... Well, it was nice. <laughs> it was... It was... It was... Uh, it was. It, I, I wouldn't say it's something you'd wear to like a black tie dinner, but it's nice in that it's perfect for uh, introducing someone at a Weird Al show. <laughs> um, so in that sense, very nice uh, in the Weird Al fashion <laughs> sense. Um, but then uh, JW's outfit was upstaged when emo came out uh, right at eight o'clock on the dot, and he was wearing that same. Um, Gold and black. Yeah. Har- I call it the Harlequin outfit. <laughs> yeah. And this was my third time seeing him wear that. Yeah. He was wearing that, that gold suit he's got, that gold and black suit. And, uh, yeah. And, and he uh, had a long set this time. A 35-minute set. He 35 minutes. And it was interesting. I was sitting up in the balcony, and at one point about... About maybe eight twenty-eight, uh, the lights sort of flickered in the theater. Like, and I thought that maybe that was his indication to, you know, to tell Emo to wrap it up. You got two minutes left, or, or something <laughs> like that. But then he went on for another seven minutes. So I don't know if that was a seven-minute warning or a coincidence that the yeah. Lights I mean, they probably flickered. wouldn't flicker all the lights to to. It was just the two sort of lights on the side that okay could, could, okay. It looked like it was intentionally. Done. When I've seen him get lighted in the past, it's just someone holding up a little flashlight from backstage. Yeah, so, so, um, so I was expecting yeah. it to wrap up and, and pleasantly surprised it didn't. It went on for another seven minutes after I saw those lights. So, a thirty-five minute set. I think that's the longest we've seen emo. Up I on, think so too. On stage. Um, and he did not come out with any beverage, but he did pull from his bag a like one of those cardboard <laughs> boxes of water, yeah, like the milk cartons of water. And I believe that was more of a prop than water. Um, my belief is that the first time he had that, that was like legitimately what they had backstage. And now he just carries it around because he has a joke that goes with it. Right. Um, and then Emo did my, closed on my favorite joke. The bridge joke. Yes. And um, I wanted to point out, so I had a, a unique seat in that I was directly um, in the front row. I was just, just on the gym side mm-hmm. of, of Al. Um, and Dave, I would surmise that you did not see any sort of yellow square. At oh the show. no, I, I I was again. I was up in the balcony, uh, in the sort of the second section of the balcony. There were there was like an aisle that that went down, and there were seats that went down, and then seats went up. We were in the section that went up. Uh, I was sitting also in the center, um, slightly slightly on Jim's side, uh, slightly like maybe. Two seats in on yeah. the side, and uh, and I I could see the entire stage perfectly. I could see you. Um, I could see where you were sitting. Cool. I could see uh, I could see the entire stage, but I could not make out. Uh, I could not make out either the square, the certain the possible yellow or green square, or the uh, green rectangle next to to Jim. I could not see those from. Well, I I will. Uh, I'll admit the the reason I said I figured you didn't see it is because it was covered up. Um, there was like this uh, black cloth covering it up, hmm. but from my angle of where I was sitting and that close, I was able to see in 
through the side, and I could see that it was there. I could not see the full <laughs> yellow square, wow. the absolutely, definitely yellow square. Um, so it was there, and it wasn't on the uh, Jim's side. It was on Al's side, and it was covered up. Hmm. But it was there. So okay. in spirit, um, there was a yellow square sighting. Um, and I, I mentioned this, um, I think, back on the New London Review, that I was a little concerned about the, um, the privacy of the VIP um, cards. Remember I talked about that? Right. Um, from my seat, there were a number of cards on the floor that had people's full names, hmm. occupations, hometowns, uh, email addresses, and phone numbers uh, just on the floor. So well, that's not good. Um, probably not good, and I, I, um, I hope they resolve that because I could see that being kind of weird. That, someone... Yeah, that could turn into an issue very quickly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so we went right into intermission after that and, um, got to chat with Casey a bit more. You know, she's a listener. She's a super fan. Um, originally her husband was going to be going to the show and, and last minute, uh, he was unable to. So she thought to reach out to us, which was so nice. And, um, she, uh, though was able to guilt her husband into getting her another, um, or at least not get, getting her, but. She got him to agree to do more VIP. So they're going to the Toronto show and both doing VIP uh, so he can experience it and uh, make up for not being there. And, oh, we have a special guest here on the podcast. Yeah, so uh, you might have heard her crying in the background. That is Skylar, and she was uh, now joining us at the podcast booth. And she may start purring really loudly, or she may just freak out and run away. (laughs) Or both. Um, So... The do you have any intermission stuff or can we go right into the uh, show? No, I was just just talking to Jackie and Jack. Yeah, uh, you know, just just kind of just catching up, you know. Well, I do remember when we, were, we talked to Jack, we asked him what song do you want to hear more than any other, and his pick was Generic Blues. Uh, so going into the show, I was really hoping that they played Generic Blues. Yeah, so Jack was quizzing me on uh, on whether he thought we were. Uh, he, he obviously listened to our episodes. And stuff, so he he knows, uh, you know, that they generally will end on either the Twine Ball or Albuquerque. So he was asking me what my thoughts were, uh, whether or not we were going to get Twine Ball or Albuquerque. And I let him know I thought it might be a Twine Ball show. So we'll see how my yeah. prediction worked out. And I know in the car we were talking about this, and I predicted that it would be an Albuquerque show specifically so Al could say Wilkes-Barre Donuts. Um, <laughs> one second in the, you know, 15-minute song <laughs> with For all one this. Joke. Well, one joke. Well, we'll see. So that was my guess. Um, but Dave, you guessed the other one because um, he's done Albuquerque yeah, a bunch lately. Couple, yeah, like at least two shows in a row that I'm aware of. So um, even though he started with Fun Zone in Huntington... The show tonight, yeah. again, started with Fun Zone. So 8.49, started the show. They came out. And again, I could see everybody great. I could see, for the first time, I could see, like, Bermuda's face. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, and we were so high enough that, like, he has, uh, we've talked about, he has plexiglass around him. Well, his face was, from my angle, I was looking down on him above the plexiglass. So I could actually really just see his face without any of obstruction unencumbered and, bermuda face that's yeah, great so, so i mean i noticed right away the spotlight was on bermuda and, and i said oh I'm, in my mind they're going to be doing fun zone um right as they were starting i saw that 
Uh, Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West made it to the stage after he got his coffee, apparently. And, uh, <laughs> and Steve was out there. And then uh, Ruben sort of came out a couple seconds later. Uh, moseyed on out. Moseyed on out. And then they did Fun Zone. And then Al came out at the end, of course, to some nice laughter. So it's nice to see Fun Zone. I mean, I, I, I agree that that's... I mean, I wouldn't be upset if that's how every concert started. Absolutely. But, um, you know, you know. That's such a fun one to hear live, and it's just, you know, it really showcases the musical talents of the band, and the, you know, um, it's just fun, and it gets you pumped and excited. Uh, so Steve came out, of course, I noticed he was wearing sunglasses, mm. um, and after Fun Zone, Al come, came out, and he said, hello, Wilkesbury. Yep. So I was tracking what Al's first words of the concert are, hello, Wilkesbury. And after he said, hello, Wilkesbury, he didn't go any further, they um, went right into Melanie. Yes. There was no like extended kind of harpsichord solo like no, we've seen in the past. A short one. It was just kind of a little bit of an intro right into Melanie. Yep. And I did hear um, a very distinct meow <laughs> after the uh, oh. hawk to your cat. Good. Which um, when we I don't know if we mentioned this on the the episode, but when we were talking to Ruben the other night. I asked him if that was him playing a meow sound effect, and he said, no, no, that's that's Schwartz <laughs> making the meow. Um, cool. And even though we're not tracking this, so do not track this under any <laughs> circumstance, I did notice that Al, again, had two cups of water. Hmm. Uh, and um, throughout the concert, he did drink them, and he ended up disposing of one of the cups. Um, so he definitely needs the two cups. So good, good call. And did uh, did you get a good look? Oh, you, I'm sure you did of Weird Al's uh, shirt. Yes, um, I don't think I wrote it down on this page, but I don't know where I wrote it down. Okay, well, I guess when we get to that, you'll talk because I couldn't really make out Weird Al's <laughs> well, shirt. Well, I, I remember it was um, it's one that I've definitely seen Al with before. Um, I believe I have pictures with him where he's wearing the shirt. It's the uh, black Hawaiian shirt with the green. Um, and tan leaves on it. And now sit down. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I've got cat hair in my in my tea because of Skylar. Well, she she left uh, left her mark and went on. Um, I do I did note that the uh, blackout during Melanie did trick just a few people into start cheering. <laughs> they thought the song was over. All right. Moving on from Mel- Melanie said, how are you doing? It's great to be back. And he's trying to decide if it was said, he thinks it's the seventh time they were there and he was trying to and check. Wilkes-Barre. With, yeah. and which said, sounds accurate to me. He said seventh time. He said, well, I don't know how many, but it was at least single digits. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then he thanked Emo and he said, uh, I wasn't going to have an opener, but Emo came with the bus lease. So. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I guess they're trying to drum up bus business by including a free uh, stand-up comedian opening act <laughs> with every purchase. Yeah, and what a great stand-up comedian. That's a, a great uh, fr- uh, free prize to get. Yeah. All right, so next one was, he said something along the line that this is a very personal song, but uh, for all of you, or it's going to be a very personal song, but only 8.3% of you at each at any time. <laughs> Which I then figured out, oh, that has to be your horoscope for, for today. today. And I know in the past I've noted that at the part where it goes, kill them. Right. Um, in the past, I thought it was like a, an effect that Ruben was playing, like a pre-record or something. But I could tell tonight, it sounded a little different than normal. 
but I could tell being literally five feet from Al uh, that he, he in fact, did that himself. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a question. I always knew he did that. Well, it's a, well, it's, it, I was... He definitely did it tonight. I don't know for sure that he has, uh, did it in the past. Well, I can tell you for sure he did it. Well, past. you can't even tell what color the piece of tape is, Dave, so I don't know if we can I trust your... haven't seen the piece of tape. Well, I'm just saying. Um, after this song... <laughs> <laughs> well, before I want to okay. get into a couple notes, I was, again, we had a different concert experience. Uh, I was up in the balcony and, um, you know, this is definitely the furthest back I've seen Weird Al, maybe ever. Uh, but uh, I got to see the whole stage. And one thing uh, I'm going to have a lot of comments on are just the different lighting effects, because when you're back that far, you get to see um all, like the full lighting effect, how it's intended to be seen, you know, not just pieces of it as like if you're up front. It's the trade off, <laughs> you, you know, being in the front row, you get to be in the front row. If you're further back, you get to see, you know, what peaches and tens you see. <laughs> I noticed, and I've noticed, I've been picking this up on, on past, uh, past shows. I just haven't really said too much about it, but I'm going to say this now that, that his entire set list of songs that he chooses from, uh, they're very heavy on the purple lights, yep. red lights, and blue lights. So it seems like almost every song has you know a lot of purple uh, and then red and blue lights in them. So I mean, uh, technically, that's half of the rainbow. So yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just it's it's very heavy on those lights yeah, as opposed to the other half of the rainbow. Okay, I think. okay. So um, definitely, I want to point that. And there'll be a lot of songs where I may say purple lights because uh, there were a lot of purple lights tonight. Yeah, there were. Um, so I don't know if you heard this, but after Horoscope ended, I yelled El Maestro. I did not hear you yell El Maestro. <laughs> did not come up to the balcony. Well, I was pointing it at Al and you were behind me, so. No, you're not the only person to yell El Maestro. Another person yelled El Maestro that I did hear. It was not you. And, uh, we'll get to that when we get to the song that this person okay. yelled El Maestro. So, oh. so the trip, so, um, I know that you've been trying to push for people to yell El Maestro, and uh, it seems to be working. Because yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not pushing for it. I just I know certain uh, a certain individual is interested in people doing that. Okay, so well, <laughs> it seems to be catching on a little bit slowly. Um, so then Al said that he wrote yeah, a few years ago. He wrote a song for Rage Against the Machine. Um, they didn't ask me to. They never they recorded never it. Recorded. They, they never heard it. Probably never heard it. <laughs> And which, here it is. Which, of course, was I'll Sue Ya. Yeah, and so at the beginning of this song, uh, there was this, and I'm sure you didn't see it because it was way far off to the side, but there was this nice strobe light effect of blue lights going in. There's sort of like a pulsating. You know how the song starts, dun dun dun, you know, kind of. As, as they were starting the song, they were flashing in tune to that, and I thought that looked hmm. really cool. And I definitely would not have seen that if I was sitting closer. Yeah, maybe I didn't. So. Um, Dave, I, I don't know if you saw me do anything during the song. <laughs> I, I saw you. I saw you do it during the song. I did it just for you. Um, when Al said he's going to sue Delta Airlines because they sold him a ticket to New Jersey, he went there and it sucked. I put up both of my thumbs and yelled, yeah. Yeah, well, we canceled you out because both Jackie and I yelled boo and put down our thumbs. So. <laughs> yeah, but more people saw me do the thumbs up well, being in the front that. row. No, no, you bet they did. Um I also noticed that there was so much fog in this song, and when you were sitting that close, the fog comes right off the stage and into your face and mouth and eyes, yeah. and um, it was fine. And there were uh, <laughs> certainly uh, 
certainly a lot of I, I don't know if the lights are just pointing up to the uh, to the balcony or what, but as those you know strobe light effects, those flashing white lights that are shined out over the audience are going out, uh, they were like like just blindingly bright. That's yeah, how bright they were. Yeah, like I could I was had to really look away. I just could not look at the stage. It was too 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 uh, bright. No, no. It was also during Alsuya that I, um, I, I uh, thought to look at Al's sort of table of fun uh, to see what stuff I could see. It was a little bit blocked by uh, like stage equipment, but I noticed for sure there was no bongos. Hmm. So I was, I was thinking to myself, they're not going to do good old days, and there was no megaphone. Hmm. And I think on the last episode, I predicted that when you see a megaphone, they're doing Skipper Dan. If you don't see a megaphone, there's not Skipper Dan. Um, so when I saw that there was no megaphone, I thought to myself, well, this is not a Skipper Dan night. Hmm. Uh, so I guess we'll have to find out and, uh, and see since we're only four songs into the concert <laughs> at this point. So Weird Al picks up his accordion to loud cheers and, uh, he goes on his, uh, usual introduction, you know, wild rumor that there's a movie coming out. Now this was kind of interesting. So I was, I don't know how many more times I'll say this and I don't mean to just, be droning on about it but i was in the front row like center and when al um said this is a real thing that will exist it appeared as though he was making eye contact with me when he said that (laughs) Um, i wonder why he would do that yeah i don't even know um but i did notice that they did not do you know so obviously they um they they do the joke about we'd like to play this new song for you but we can't um and there was no fake out tonight. There was no uh, drum starting or anything. Right. Uh, it's either one of two songs when he does this. It's either Nature Child to Hell or UHF. This time it was UHF. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I guess pretty safe to say that we did not get Nature Child to Hell. Yeah. Although I don't know that, you know, it's it's exclusive that if you get UHF, you don't get Nature Trail. Um, to crunch some numbers, I'm not sure. We'll, yeah, we'll have to look at the spreadsheet. But um, I mean, it's it's hard to complain because both of them are great songs, uh, and this was a great rendition of UHF. And um, you can tell it's definitely an audience favorite because the energy in the room just goes through the roof. Everyone knows the UHF song. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the the again, um, pick sitting up in the balcony where I was, uh, just the the lights. Oops, a little. I don't know why I had an alarm set for twelve thirty, <laughs> <laughs> but it just went off. So, uh, yeah, I'm sitting <laughs> sitting up in the balcony. I did get to again comment and check out the lights. I do want to comment on a really cool light show uh, for UHF. I just really thought that was, especially at the end where everyone's going, you know, crazy. We got it all on UHF over and over again. Well, there's these great, like, yellow uh, rectangles yeah. that, like, move around. Well, even the, I mean, yeah, the, the rectangles that sort of sort of are supposed to be TVs, I think. Yeah, or, uh, like, a TV static yeah. or something. I love that Yeah, effect. so that's going on. But but then at the end of the song, just, like, flashing lights and everything. That just, just really cool light show, uh, certainly from where I was sitting. Um, so then after UHF... Um, I, yeah, he said uh, something along the lines of we can uh, not come to Wilkesbury and not do a drum solo. And uh, yeah, uh, Bermuda did a, a real drum solo tonight, <laughs> I think. I didn't write down what he did. Yeah, I think it was just a short and... It, was, it, wasn't, it was more than one hit, yeah. I believe. 
And then Al said, Bermuda Schwartz, ladies and gentlemen. Right, no Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy. No, what Bermuda a guy. Schwartz, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, then we went into Midnight Star. Yeah, another song very heavy on the purple lights and the blue lights. Um, but the, 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 lights, the lighting for this one uh, wasn't overboard. It was very simple, but very effective for the song. Uh, so um, I did. Uh, I did notice that. Did pick up. This, notice the lights on that one again. Very purple, very blue, heavy song, but uh, definitely, um, definitely simple lighting effects for this one, but very effective the way they were done. And uh, this song I enjoyed a lot, and uh, might have been my song of the night. Whoa! If 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 there wasn't another one that trumped it later. Okay, so this is at this point is your song of the night. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was uh, was a great song, and if you're ready to move on to what came next, no, I do. Um, I'm not sure what I was going for there, but I do want to point out the Jim Kimo West ESP guitar solo in there. In oh the yeah, of the the song I, I did like that one, and um, I could certainly I was definitely uh, watching Bermuda. Uh, a lot during this song as well because I could see him very yeah very well he was yeah when it's it's always fun when you get to see Bermuda because <laughs> yeah. it's hard to see this tour um, so after the song oh okay I know what I was going for there anything you need to say or can we move on no I was just thinking we should uh, put on um, how uh, how uh, we have different segments uh, in our podcast we should have like. Uh, Dave's Song of the Night or something like that segment when it comes up to that point. <laughs> like theme music that plays? Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah it's Dave's Song of the Night. Yeah, something, something just, For to now. Denote, <laughs> just to denote it's my song <laughs> of the night. Um, so after the song, Al called for a bass solo. Yeah, he said, I, didn't, I don't want Steve to get jealous, so bass solo. And uh, Steve did a, a wicked cool uh, bass solo <laughs> and... Uh, Al, at the end, was like, nice, Steve J. <laughs> nice. That's right. He said, nice, Steve J. And, um, nice, Steve J. He didn't call Steve J. What a guy. He just called out Steve J. <laughs> and then another song, very heavy on purple and blue lights, uh, Frank's 2,000-inch TV. Yes. And, you know, I did write down a missed lighting opportunity. Mm. So, Peaches, if you and your wife are listening, this is... Uh, this is an Ethan suggestion. Uh, I need theme music for Ethan's suggestion, too. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Ethan suggestion. Um, there's a part in the song where they literally say the neighbors are just green. I would love to see green lights at that point. <laughs> that could work. Just, you know, I mean, it's it's certainly not uh, and too highbrow. I mean, it's not, it's not like a, a, a deeply thought... Uh, suggestion. It's just <laughs> I hear the the word green and I think green. Yeah. So yeah. that would be kind of cool. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. That'd okay. Be, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be, I didn't okay. notice. I didn't notice any green in that song. So no, that, definitely, definitely fun. blue and, and purple. So a couple of notes on this one. Uh, Frank. I'm, I'm guessing he played this song because of one of two reasons. Number one, either the Franklin. Um, restaurant that doesn't serve food for over an hour right uh, was right next to the venue he may have seen that or we didn't mention this but there was actually across the street sort of across the street from the venue there was a, a newsstand called frank's news yeah and that is not going to be uh, a segment on the show no because we do not want to hear any frank uh our intern frank is not really 
uh, anything that anyone wants to hear about. So, so I thought I thought that maybe perhaps he played it because of one of those two reasons. Uh, because uh, why else would he come up with the name Frank? For right. Song? Yeah, that's true. But uh, the other note I had on this is uh, we had a little discussion about. Um, about uh, or we're actually we're listening to we may have been listening to why does this always happen to me on the ride up or we had definitely had a discussion about it and we were talking about the Simpsons and uh, oh I'm yeah going to save this story for when we have a, a why don't we why does this always happen to me discussion but um, we didn't get that song tonight so uh, I'll tell the story now but uh, in the why does this always happen to me uh, there's a line you know that um, I could. Why'd they have to interrupt yeah. the Simpsons just for this? Right, so um, that actually happened to me once. I was, uh, short story is I was recording the Simpsons on the DVR because uh, they were playing them in order on one of the channels and I would watch one every night with dinner and uh, the one of the show's episodes I come back and uh, and I go to press play on the DVR to watch the episode and it's just an entire news segment uh the whole 30 minutes long <laughs> episode because that was the happened to be the day that um the Sully landed the plane in the uh, Hudson River so that Happy was Sully Sullenberger yeah so that was all over the news and uh, I did not get to see the Simpsons so they interrupted the Simpsons for uh for that <laughs> and that reminded me that when I was a kid so I had to wait for the rerun to see the episode that I missed <laughs> part of the show you missed um, I missed the whole show the, well, the part okay. of the show I missed the entire show <laughs> uh so after Dave told me that story I remembered when I was a kid um I remember excitedly sitting down to watch the Simpsons with my parents only to have the OJ uh, trial <laughs> verdict uh, come out right at that moment and missed The Simpsons and I was so upset because you know the, my parents were like we're we're gonna watch The Simpsons and then you can go to bed and I was so excited and then uh, you know I had to go to bed Simpsons list so we both had this uh, <laughs> life imitating Al moment uh, where we uh, we were interrupted on The Simpsons watching The Simpsons so uh, then uh, so the next song starts with like a long extended note yeah this and, long um, this low bass hum that was going on for this whole. And I, so I hear this guy to the left of me yell out, King of Swade! <laughs> and I went, nope! Because <laughs> I knew it wasn't. Well, yeah, it sort of has this, this the feeling of starting out with King of Swade, and it should because it's sort of a police pastiche. Right. Um, and uh, so I did the, the police pastiche Velvet Elvis. Again, very heavy on the purple lights in this song. Um, yes, very, yeah, the very purple song. And I have... Uh, I have no problem at all with this song. I, I enjoy it very much, but it may not be a fan favorite. Um, and let me tell you why. I know you're going to ask why you'd think it's not a fan favorite. I, you know, I have a prediction of what you're going to say because I, I may have noticed similar stuff in other concerts. So <laughs> uh, it's it happened. I was sitting up in the the balcony, and it's it's definitely a different vibe sitting up in the balcony. Definitely a different uh, group of fans up there, and. Uh, at one point, um, there were two rows in front of me before there was this walkway. And uh, at one point, the couple, two rows sit in the sort of the front row of our section. They get up, like, as the song starts, they pack up their stuff and they leave. They just <laughs> left. Like, so they, so I guess they did not want to hear Velvet Elvis. And then there was a, a nice, uh, another couple sitting directly in front of us. And on this song, and this is the only song this gentleman did this for, he cupped his hands over his ears. I do not want to hear this song. So I'm just throwing it. I mean, I have no problem with this song. I don't think you have any problem with no. this song. But it might not be a fan favorite. It, because, it's our uh, friend Angel Valenzuela's favorite Weird Al song, isn't it? Yeah. 
or one of them, um, at least his favorite on the Even Worse album. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's interesting that it got this response up in the balcony. I definitely um, I didn't I, I didn't experience anything like that at the show last night, but I've seen at other concerts. This seems to be the I'm going to go head to the bathroom yeah. song, um, which is interesting because well, Al sort of rags on airline Amy, um, <laughs> but um, just based on audience reaction, this seems to be the. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Could have been a coincidence that, yeah. that that you know these people had to leave at this point, but uh, I but wonder they definitely what, yeah. they definitely got up and and packed up their stuff and left, and uh, and then uh, just odd, very odd. The the, the, <laughs> the gentleman and the couple in front of me were really enjoying the show. They were they were enjoying it, but for some reason took offense. At least this gentleman took offense <laughs> to this song and covered his ears the entire song. I'm wondering if it had to do maybe the the bass was uh, hum was bothering his ears possibly, but. He may also just not like the song. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then um, I do, again, I uh, could see from up the stage, I noticed that the song ends with a spotlight on Ruben and his keyboards. And that prompted me to yell out El Maestro for the second time of the night. Mm. Interesting. Again, um, you weren't the only one to yell out Maestro, but uh, that's coming up. All right. Um then Al starts talking about how he was a party. He was at a party at his friend's house, and the discussion came up of the greatest <laughs> human that ever lived uh, in modern times. In, in modern times, he said there could be you know a really great caveman that they don't know about. <laughs> right. But he's like, yeah, was it you know uh, Lincoln? Was it Gandhi? Uh, I can't read Da Vinci. Maybe. Da Vinci. Yep. Uh, he listed a couple. And then he said, and that's when he learned that all of his friends are idiots. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> there's only one clear answer. It's the rock on tour and game show regular Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, CNR. <laughs> and uh, there was no mention of Ruben and Steve's departure. They just right. got up and silently left. Yep. Um, so earlier, a few songs ago, I, I had the Ethan, uh, Ethan, what did I call it? Can we play that theme song, Dan? Can you play that theme song, Dan? <laughs> no, we can't. Okay, we'll, we'll come up with... Come up with new, it could be a different... Th- you know what? I, it might be fun if it's a different theme song. Okay. Time. It's the Ethan Suggestion. Um, missed Opportunity. <laughs> uh, so, remember how um, we were talking about the, the, the crescent moon light lighting effect? Yeah. And how both uh, Johnny O'Hearn and I independently said they looked like toenail clippings to yes. us? I was thinking, what a great opportunity to put the toenail clippings up during the, uh, um, you know, he sell he uh, oh. his toenail clippings are used as a potent aphrodisiac. Yeah, <laughs> that okay. would be kind you of know, your suggestions are pretty good. <laughs> peaches, you can use it, and Peach's wife, <laughs> you can tell him. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I guess I've I've, I've been at the shows long enough, <laughs> or to as many shows now. Uh, that I, I started having all these weird thoughts about lighting. and I mean, to be fair, I'm not only a big Weird Al fan, I'm also, you know, my career is as a live show producer. So, so you, you, if this was my show, that might be a note that I would give to, you know, my lighting director, oh. my lighting designer. So, um, yeah, it's a, free, free, free. Wow, that's nice. I'm not even, I'm paying to, to, to experience these. Very cool. Uh, so, <laughs> I do have, uh, I did, I don't know if you've picked this up, but, uh, you know the line at the end of the song, or towards the end of the song, it says, uh, something about cold fusion. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was a, a huge feedback I picked up. It I was, it was like a glitch. Yeah. It was like, like a, a digital glitch where he's like, 
and then it went right yeah in the cold fusion line cold fusion line it was sort of technical i wouldn't it wouldn't call it a mistake it was a technical glitch of some sort. yeah it was like it was electrical or something something went on something was weird was going on and a lot of a lot of feedback i heard up in the balcony on that line and um um, and then um i just since i wrote this down now okay um i want to just mention it um that uh, again, I've been live tweeting. Uh, so far, every single concert that I've been to, I've been live tweeting uh, at Elvis Arama on Twitter. Um, I know I do get a lot of people thanking me for that. Um, certainly. Um, and again, the reason that we, it doesn't go on the official at two thousand inch Twitter is to uh, out of respect for people who don't want to see spoilers. Right. And also because I've been doing it on my Twitter, so I have a following that knows to look. <laughs> that may be the real reason. Uh, no, uh, so um, I do appreciate, you know, I just want to say to everybody that I do appreciate all the likes I get and especially all the comments. I don't look at the likes and the comments until after the concert, um, but I do appreciate them all. So please continue to, if you are listening along or following along on that, uh, please continue to uh to uh, like those those tweets and please continue to comment. I do like uh, reading all the comments. And uh, interesting enough, I um, I think it was Jeremy that it was Jeremy that told me this after the concert that uh, for shows that he doesn't go to, he uh, he will um, look and see what I tweet and then he will play that song as if uh, he's listening along to the concert. Yeah, he said he will grab like a yeah. um, a live version of yeah, it from, live the, last from the last Vanity Tour or so, so there's another idea for people who are following my tweets along at home. Uh, that, that sounds like a fun idea. Yeah. Have and all the Weird Al songs queued up and then just when you see me tweet it out, uh, just play it. Just play it. And if you have a drum solo or a bass solo, you can just start banging on stuff. Yeah, do that stuff. yourself. Uh, uh, so after this song, after CNR, Al looked around and was like, oh, Steve's still gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then he looks back and he's, he's like, John, are you going too? And John just kind of waved to him. And Al said that, um, he said, you're not going to leave too. And John said, yep. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> oh no, yep. I, I didn't catch that. And, uh, he said that a couple band members go, this is the time of the show where a couple band members go and shave each other's backs. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he said, you know, with the rhythm section gone, let's get all acoustic up in this joint. Yeah. <laughs> so we know, you know, uh, when the uh, rhythm section's gone, it's you don't love me anymore. And, um... Okay, what... you do have the same note that I have. I'm looking at your notes. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't, I was, didn't, I wasn't sure if you're going to be able to see this or not. Because uh, uh, it sort of happened in the background, and, and Bermuda's drum set isn't really lit during this because he's not there. Uh, that Hawkeye was the stage manager, was lurking around uh, uh, John's kit, drum yeah. kit, and he was. All, all I saw was I saw him walk out with something white in his hand, and then I couldn't see what he did, but I didn't see him walk past the drum set, so I assumed it was something drum yeah, set related. Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely lurking around and doing something. I couldn't make out what he was doing. It was too far away. I uh, didn't have binoculars or anything. Um, <laughs> sort of, you ever, uh, if you want to see where I was sitting in this theater, uh, if you ever think back to, jeez, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, the baseball announcer, uh, Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker, uh, he used to do these commercials, and he'd, uh, he's go, oh, must be in the front row. And then they'd keep bringing him further and further back in the stadium, and he was like up in the nosebleed seats. That's sort of what I was thinking. That's a reference, probably, Pat, too uh, early for your time. 
Over my head. Over your head, yeah. So I was in the Bob Newker <laughs> seats. Okay. Uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so um, the other note, yeah, so Hawkeye was lurking around doing something, fixing something or changing something out on Bermuda's drum set. I couldn't tell exactly what happened during this song. And then this was another song. I know you don't like this, but I don't mind it as much. Uh, this was a song, at least up in the balcony, I could hear people were singing along to it. And again, not annoyingly loud singing along. Right. Just, I'm okay with people singing along, as long as it's not uh They were definitely disruptive. not disruptive or overpowering. But yeah, this is, so my, my seatmate, uh, KC, she was singing along to stuff, but she was doing it in a fan way, not in right. a yeah. listen-to-me way. And uh, that was totally fine. I, I was I was happy with that. And I, I tend to um, just mouth along. I try not to vocalize. Um, so... At the end of this one, somebody yelled, We love you, Al! And well, actually, was, before uh, that, I yelled, Chemo! I did not hear that. Well, I wouldn't expect you to hear it, but I, I think Chemo probably heard it because that was <laughs> right in front of him. Um, but, yeah, the other night I was thinking, you know, why is El Maestro getting all the, the credit? Right. So... I yelled out, chemo, tonight. <laughs> Somebody yelled, we love you, Al. And he said, we love you, too. And then Steve came back on stage. <laughs> he said, welcome back, Steve. And then he asked him, is your back? <laughs> is your back nice and smooth? smooth? And Steve was like, what? <laughs> I was like, never yeah, mind. mind. That was a very funny moment. Nice call back to uh, shaving the back. And and and. He said that after Steve was already gone. So Steve was probably backstage when Al said that. Yeah, didn't Steve was probably back having a cup of coffee. Probably ran to the bus and got a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> um, so then, you know, Al started Steve, Steve was gone for two songs in a row. So he, had a, yeah. he, had a, he could have taken a nap. And oh, he yeah. Had, he had a lot of time. He had a lot of time to go do whatever <laughs> he wanted. I think one of the nights after the show, I did ask Steve what he does. And he said he usually goes and gets a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, or so he got a cup of coffee, or... then he would have had to run to the bus <laughs> to get to get the cup of coffee. Well, it was great because then Al started talking about how he met yeah. Jim and Steve. Um, and this is, of course, something we always look forward to is the story, yep. which seems to be... Changing what... every single yeah. time. Yeah. Change. I think there was one time where it was kind of similar, but still different. Um, I would call it different every time. I would too. Um, yeah. So this one, there was... Sort of, they were back in 1981. Uh, he's visiting the Grand Canyon. He had a week off. Of uh, work. Yeah. And uh, he said the Grand Canyon really doesn't disappoint. No. I've been to the Grand Canyon, you know. I, I haven't. Was, oh, I've been to the Grand Canyon. You know, it's a, I mean, it, it was interesting to see. It was definitely worth the, I, I was on a, took a little flight from Las Vegas to get there. Like one oh. of those like little uh, four-seater planes. Oh, jeez. I was no, sitting thank in, you. I was sitting in the co-pilot co seat. Uh, because because uh, there was another couple, um, not part of my party, but just another couple in the in the back two seats. So wow! I got to sit, I got to sit up with the pilot. That was a really cool experience. That sounds really cool. Sounds and really scary too. Airport. And then you know you get to see <laughs> Grand Canyon um, and the stuff, and it, it's 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 impressive. It, it, yeah, I guess it doesn't disappoint is a good way to describe. It. I don't know if I would go there. Would you say it's grand? <laughs> I'd say it's 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 a Grand Canyon. I only saw you know the little part of it where. It's obviously huge. I mean, I guess it could take forever to drive around it, but uh, not forever. But I'm sure there's a finite amount of time it takes to drive around. It. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. But uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 uh, anyway. That's just I'm going off on a tangent. Let's, yes, you uh, are. Get back to the story uh, about how Al said he wanted to stay off the beaten path at a uh, bread and breakfast. Bed and breakfast, not a bread and breakfast. I didn't say that, did I? I think oh. I said bread and breakfast. You said bread. 
All right. Well, bed and breakfast. <laughs> um, he said it was a rundown, cheesy place that had a scuzzy, <laughs> divey lounge. Yeah. So what, what did you call it? Do you know? Uh, I tweeted out it was called the Grand Canyon Bed and Breakfast version. And, of course, that means we had Dare to be Stupid. Yes. The lounge slash cha-cha version. Yes. Um, oh, and, and so again, um, great, great, uh, f- fun audience up in the, uh, in the balcony seats. Uh, the people, uh, were, people definitely laughed when they realized that, um, then the lyrics started and they realized it was Dare to be Stupid. There's a, and even one guy, a couple seats back and he yelled out, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you happen to see anyone volunteer? Uh, I did, but before we get to that, this is the moment where I heard um, the El Maestro. Really? Yes. It was during the song when uh, Ruben was playing um, just a little keyboard solo, I guess. Just a little cha-cha solo? cha-cha solo. I heard um, my seatmate, Jack, yell out El Maestro. Wow! Congrats, Jack. You're you're in the family of El Maestro (laughs) shouters now. I don't think (laughs) Ruben heard him. I don't know if Ruben heard any of mine, and I was in the front row. So, um, and I did. Uh, I did see a particular person in the front row volunteer. Was, was there anyone else volunteering? I did not see any other volunteers. Well, I volunteered, I believe, with my left hand. I don't know if you noted that. I, I did not know. Knows that. you volunteer, but I did not. Uh, did not see which hand you raised. Could not make that out. Well, so then uh, the next song, Al started talking about uh, an alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, um, an alternate universe. <laughs> and and um, I, I, I wanted to mention that uh, Casey, my generous seatmate, um, is a huge Talking Heads fan. Mm. So was she was really hoping to hear Dog Eat Dog. Um, actually, um, before the concert where she was listing off all of the songs she really, really, really wanted to hear, I think... Out of all of those, she, only one was not played that she really oh. wanted to hear. So she had a really good night because uh, Alistair's talking about Ultimate Universe David Byrne. Uh, yeah. and David, <laughs> David Byrne was uh, in a like soul-crushing, dull office desk job. Yes. So <laughs> then, of course, Al went into Doggy Dog. Doggy Dog. Yeah, maybe uh, Casey should have participated in our little guessing game. She probably would have yeah, She would have well. been done great. Yeah, this one, this one again, we mentioned that this one has those dueling white lights that kind of go back, bounce back and forth uh, from one side of the stage to the other. I'll tell you, from the... Uh, from the balcony, that looks incredible. Uh, Does it look pretty stinking majestic? It's pretty stinking okay. majestic. It actually looks like there are two different bands up on stage. Wow! Like like performing this song, and it's like like you sort of like you if you had like your remote control and you're sort of flipping back and forth between channels, like, like hitting the last button and flipping back and forth really fast, and you're watching two different concerts at the same time. It really really <laughs> looked cool. Sort of like. Uh, it was really amazing looking from the balcony. That's um, so awesome. And this one, uh, this one, um, one thing uh, again: the, the white, the white lights. They sort of like sh- uh, shine on half of Weird Al's face, and and the other half is dark black. And and again, they switches. This reminded me of uh, for anyone who's an Aerosmith fan, um, and they saw the makeup that Steven Tyler was wearing in his uh, um, "Living on the Edge" video. 
that uh, sort of, again, was parodied by Weird Al on the Weird Al show with living in the fridge video. <laughs> right. It sort of reminded me of that makeup that he was wearing. Wait, does that count as living in the fridge being a music video? Um, it's not a music video. You said video, and there's music played, so is that technically a music video? No, it's a bit on, it's a, it's a bit on the Weird Al show. It's not a music video. Okay, just checking. Um, I don't think I called it a music video. No, you didn't. No, you no. called it a video. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to clarify. I know there's certain opinions we have about certain songs and their music videos existing or not existing. Right. Um, no, I mean, I, I never really considered that one a, a music video. Okay. I consider I just, that just a, a bit on the Weird Al show. Just checking. Okay. But anyway, so the point of that is that the, that the, that the lighting effect made reminded me a lot of uh, the Steven Tyler makeup. And I, then again, the Weird Al parody of it. So... Uh, let's point that out. It looks like you might have, uh, just looking at your bit of paper, maybe a little bit better notes than I have um, on this next part. Yeah, so um, I guess uh, I said that uh, there, or his word out came out and he said he was going to do a song about the blues or something. In fact, and then he uh, mentioned, uh, he asked Jim if he had his mojo working. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he said, yep, right. And then uh, he turned to Steve and he asked Steve and Steve had to really think about it. He was like kind of checking something uh, before answering. And then Jim said, do we need to call him Mojo Repairman? <laughs> right. Do we need to call Mojo Repair? <laughs> then Ruben sort of yelled out, wait a minute. <laughs> and Al said, and just, we, we don't, don't care. care. <laughs> you, okay, and he called him non-essential. Ouch. <laughs> well, and then I, after seeing that, I yelled out El Maestro for a third time oh. uh, to, to support the non-essential member of the band. <laughs> I sort of wrote over my notes on this one, but uh, I guess uh, they went into generic views. Yes, generic blues. Uh, I think he did talk about, you know, B.B. King, King liking this Oh, song. yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because, uh, uh, yes, he, that's what I did write over. B.B. King, um, uh, the, he told a story about B.B. King, I guess, was his, his top ten songs ever yep. or something yep. to that effect. And again, um, we are still looking, Jackie, Jackie even commented, did we ever get proof on that? And no, we haven't. So we still have that, uh, <laughs> we still have that out there. Anybody who can... Prove. I know it's mentioned in the uh, permanent record booklet, but uh, we do not know the source of where they got that information for the permanent record record so booklet. So keep looking. So please keep looking. If anybody can find an interview or uh, some independent news source or some some you know, reputable organization that says that has BB King on record saying that this is in his top ten song, please please pass it along to us uh, because. Uh, while we don't really doubt that that's true, we would like uh, some sort of proof to see. Not yeah, not that we don't believe it, but we right. just we're excited and we'd love to learn more. Right, absolutely. So we we still have not ver <clears throat> independently verified that, and we're still looking for somebody to help us independently verify that fact. So, if anyone has seen Dave and I at a show, we have you know white notepads in our hands and pens, and we're making notes. So we can provide these really <laughs> incredible bonus episodes for you guys. And uh, <laughs> I think we got kind of a shout out, um, you know, perhaps because I was sitting directly in front of Al. But uh, after Generic Blues, Al said, uh, if you're making notes <laughs> or if you're taking notes, uh, we've come up to the cultural appropriation part of the show. <laughs> 
Uh, so I did pick that up, and I was wondering if that was a shout out. I to, think it was a the, shout out. People in the audience who, <laughs> who are taking notes the entire time. I think that was a sly shout out, uh, saying that he saw me scribbling away <laughs> throughout the song. Um, and of course, that means we got to hear "Buy Me a Condo." Yeah, so uh, "Buy Me a Condo." Um, so that uh, the the gentleman and the and the couple that were uh, were. Or the gentleman who was, who was holding his ears during Velvet Elvis, at this point, that couple got up and left. So I guess they had gotten their fill of, of Weird Al. <laughs> uh, definitely, um, there was a different guy that was uh, walking back to his seat, I guess, after taking a, a bathroom break or picking up something at the bar or whatever. Uh, and as, uh, as Al says, you know, buy me a condo, the guy walking back just says, says I love this song. <laughs> and as he awesome. walks by me, so... Uh, I'm glad that he made it back to his seat in order to hear this song. Uh, so then Al was like, "Well, you know, it's the middle of the Ma- it's the middle of May, uh, so you must be wondering why haven't I played one of my Christmas songs yet?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, of course, he said that we're now going to hear one of my many Christmas songs. And um, yeah, and this one he had mentioned uh, that was is banned on the airways. Uh, and at that point, I was able to determine it was Christmas. Acronym. Yes, he said because a cheery Christmas song about <laughs> nuclear annihilation did yes. not seem appropriate to them. <laughs> yes, and yeah, we excited I, to hear this song. I really, really. It had been a, a couple of shows since yeah, we heard Christmas at Ground Zero, so it's good to hear that. And this one doesn't have a lot of purple lights. There's a lot of red and green lights. Yes, so this is, I guess, the exception to the the lighting rule. And this was also a song that um, Richard Green, who we saw at the show last night um, or the night before was like so hoping to see and was bummed. And that reminds me, you saw um, our friend again. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot when, to mention that. In the time between uh, ordering drinks and being told that the food was not coming. Yeah, so uh, while you guys were, I guess, I guess while you guys ordered drinks, or I don't even know what was going on while we were, while uh, I just noticed uh, uh, we just saw him the other night in Huntington, um, Adam Balaban walking by on the street, and he was with his wife, Tracy. I got to, to say hi to them and talk to them for a couple minutes. Um, and actually, uh, Adam showed me a picture. He, he also ran into a wild Jim Kimo West walking around the streets <laughs> of Wilkes-Barre. But he took a picture with, uh, Jim, uh, and, uh, so I guess Jim was doing his rounds of Wilkes-Barre walking around. Doing his laps. Doing his laps, trying to, <laughs> trying to find some place that had coffee, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Adam showed me the picture he took with Jim and, and got to talk to him and his wife, Tracy, for a couple minutes while you guys were, uh, were figuring out the food issue. Yeah. Uh. So that was, yeah, so it was nice to get to see him. Um, I guess uh, I I just thought this was a really good rendition of Christmas at Ground Zero. Yeah, um, it might have been uh, Dave's song of the day. Whoa! But it wasn't. Oh, it could have been. It could was definitely been. a contender. I, I think I can guess what your song of the day was, knowing how the concert went. Um, so. Then Al said that uh, he was talking about how he and Bermuda are yeah. big record collectors. He said we did admit that more so Bermuda right. than him. Um, they were in an old record shop yeah, in, in, the, uh, in the village. In the village, New York. Yeah. And they found um, a James a, Taylor album. A bootleg. A James bootleg. Taylor bootleg. Yeah, James Taylor bootleg. That was uh, co written. <laughs> uh, the songs were co written. Uh, with Charles Manson. Charles Manson. <laughs> Probably not uh, his wisest choice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he said uh, something about not all the songs were that good, but right. this one was all right. And yeah. uh, it went right into good old days. 
which, as you remember, Dave, I predicted they were not going to play <laughs> because I did not see bongos. Ah. But, again, Al had no bongos during the song, so I don't know if, if, he heard, bongo? if he heard me talking about how I can never hear the bongos, and he's <laughs> like, well, if Ethan can't hear them, why am I even bothering to play well, you, them? You did eventually hear them at the one song, at the one show. I, yeah, in Burlington I heard him play yeah. it, but then uh, he ditched the bongos after that. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. And this one, again, uh, the return of the uh, toenail clipping lightings. <laughs> the effect for this one. Um, then, um, then Al talked about how the next song will be the last song, you right. know, unless there's an unlikely encore. Right. Um, and I think Al, like, was uh, checking to see if Jim was ready, and Jim insisted he was ready. And then they went into it, but it sounded like they played the the uh, intro music a little bit longer mm. than normal. Yeah, I did and, pick, um, pick that up before Al started. He was kind of looking over to make sure Jim was was ready. I don't know if yeah, there's sort Jim of like an extra, note or something. Yeah, but. an extra sort of I guess like a musical line in the beginning of that song. Yeah, um, the the lights. I wrote the lights explode. Of course, not literally. The lights just explode at the beginning of this song, um, and it was uh, it was cr- like you know. Everybody, of course, went crazy when they heard this. Oh, yeah. At least up in yeah. the balcony, you know, get to hear Albuquerque. And I was wrong. They did not play uh, the Night City. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, the Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. Uh, they did play Albuquerque. My was, prediction I, that Al would play Albuquerque just so he could play, say, the Wilkesbury Donut. Yeah. I, I was thinking, all right. Uh, maybe he's gonna say it now that you know he's playing right. Albuquerque. So I, I was I was wrong and, and I was rightfully wrong. I should have been wrong on this one. <laughs> uh, I, I concede. I'm glad you were wrong. I'm glad I this was, was so too. great. This was such uh, a good yeah. Albuquerque. He did uh, he did mention uh, that he did stop again to talk about the hermaphrodite being a you know, technical medical term uh, with both the you know, male and female genitals. Re- only one he said both male and female reproductive organs, right. and he did not mention them being fully functioning. So yet again. We uh, here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast uh, believe that it was thanks to our special guest, Jackie Rossi, yeah. and her medical doctor expertise okay. uh, helped Al um, help Al, you know, put out correct information about what a hermaphrodite is. Yes. Um, I counted, I know you write them all down, I just counted them. I counted 25 donuts. Yeah, he. I think he skipped a couple. Um well, I counted 25. He usually does 24, so there was one additional one. Well, do you want me to read them all? It's up to you. Glazed donut, jelly donut, Bavarian cream fill, cinnamon roll, not cinnamon roll incense, no. but actually cinnamon rolls, apple critters, old-fashioned, apple, apple fritters, okay. not critters, <laughs> <laughs> old-fashioned maple bars, French crawlers, blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, boysenberry, blackberry, cranberry, Huckleberry, elderberry, mulberry, gooseberry, lindenberry, loganberry, goji berry, marionberry, hollyberry, wilkesberry. Which got huge cheers from the audience. Huge cheers. And then um, usually he does a, a couple after the berries, but he just went right into bear claws mm. at the end there. Yeah. I feel like I've heard all those before other than wilkesberry. So yeah. Maybe uh Still, um, still mentioning, even though there's no way he could have possibly heard this yet, he's still mentioning about the constipated wiener dog running around, you know, like a constipated wiener dog. Again, uh, my suggestion is still out there that he replaced that line with a red rump the goody because constipated wiener dogs 
according to Jackie, generally do not, are generally lethargic, do not run around. <laughs> uh, she's a veterinarian. She's worked on constipated wiener dogs before. She knows this for a fact. Um, and while the red rump agouti <laughs> is a, certainly an animal that runs around, as I think it was intended by this song. Uh, I guess... Um, <laughs> I guess we've been talking about red rump agoutis quite a bit because <laughs> at some some point in the car ride up, Jackie mentioned that she had a dream about a red rump agouti. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Frank's looking something up for me, so if you could just vamp for a second, Dave. Sure. So, uh, so uh, Weird Al, he again, he forgot the lyrics uh, like he does every single time. So oh no, no! I need you to vamp up there before moving on. Vamp up the red rump the goody. Yeah, I'll gladly talk about yeah, the please, red rump the goody. Please Goody. continue. So this red rump the goody, and this is why I think it should be in there. Because so when we went to the Stone Zoo uh, near when we were in, near Medford. All right, that's uh, enough. Um, they, well, let me finish my story. Uh, so the red rump the goody. They already this, heard it. This is a little. No one's little, listening little to this one. Prototype without. animal that that just it was just running around hysterically running around its little enclosure, and it it had me cracking up. It had the other. Uh, family that I was I mean, he probably felt up. like uh tortured in there no it wasn't, it wasn't i don't think he was having run. fun right. it wasn't a torture it was, run. It was, it was a fun run it was, okay it was a fun run for him and there was a little porcupine in there too so maybe he was trying to avoid working into the porcupine's quills <laughs> uh, so in the uh in the original uh albuquerque song this is this is stupid but um <laughs> it's just stupid for me to bring up but um he says when the weasel on his face, he said, it was just about that time that a little ditty started going through my head. Um, at the show tonight, he said, little ditty running around inside my head. Hmm. And so I thought maybe that might be Al getting ready to start referencing the Red Rump to Goody. That was um, running around? Yeah. yeah. That, I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Um, and then if, uh, I don't know if you took notes of this, but um, we had a very good um, pet names tonight hmm. from uh, from Zelda. She called him Sweetie Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Then she called him Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and then she called him Sugar Banana. Yeah, the first time, <laughs> first time I've ever heard him call his or her call him Sugar Banana. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember hearing Honey Boo Boo on this tour. I'm pretty sure well, I've heard it in the past. In I the think. past, yeah, not, not, but on not this tour. tour. But, but I've heard that one in the past. I don't remember hearing the uh, Sugar Banana ever before. And then when it came to the uh, the part where. Um, the guy says he hasn't had a bite in three days. He said, uh, he tells me, get this, you'll love this. He tells me, I haven't had a bite in three days. So I love that. But get get this, you'll love this uh, part he added. Yep. Uh, he forgot his uh, lines again. And, and as uh, sort of sort of the, the uh, I like to watch the band when he says, uh, we need to start over. And uh, Steve sort of had these uh, like, what the heck going on hands that he threw up when, he, when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> It was more like a WTF hands, but I can't really say that on the, the podcast. Now, I don't know if you caught this. Um, it could have just been me mishearing it, but um, when Al does go back into the song and he says, you know, uh, I hate sauerkraut. That's all I'm really trying to say. His mic kind of cut out and I heard, mm. that's all I'm... And then I didn't hear really trying to say. Mm. I saw Al's mouth moving, but I, th- I think that was another glitch like we saw in uh, CNR. Um, at that point, did not did not catch that, but doesn't mean it. It could have just been for my seat. Could have been. Um, I think they just blocked out uh, the front row. <laughs> that. Yes. Um, now, of course, there's a um, the fake intermission, the encore intermission. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we've come up with an official name 
Um, I think encore intermission sounds, sounds good. good. It's kind of like a, yeah. a you know applause break. Um, so he, something incredible happened. I don't know if you saw it. Well, uh, I, I want to just uh, the last couple of shows he's said um, I'm Kenny G. He did not say that. No, uh, he said thank you, Wilkesbury. So I just wanted to point that out for anybody who is keeping for track. some reason maybe keeping track of that. Uh, uh, I did. Um, I did not. Uh, I did not. I only have one note for what happened during the uh, during the thing, but I didn't. So I, I don't think it's as, as spectacular as you're making it out to be. So I, I'm well, guessing I didn't pick up whatever you picked up. Well, so as as the show ends, Al thanks everyone, and as they're like kind of putting their instruments down. Steve reaches down and peels his set list off of the amp oh, okay. or whatever, so and um, then makes a beeline directly to me, kneels down and hands me his set list. Very cool. It was really incredible, and um, I didn't think about this until later, but I could have looked and seen what the uh, <laughs> the encore songs was going to be. Uh, the cover song, but I I was just too in shock, and I was also trying to scribble down notes. Um, so, you know what? I probably wouldn't have looked because I liked that surprise. I didn't even think to look, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I don't know. Uh, I was happy with the surprise, um, and then uh, you know Steve went. He's you know is doing his thing. Al kind of did the uh, the the stuff with the the towel and drinking his water and rubbing his armpits and. Uh, Ruben again was supervising, uh, showing Bermuda where to clean off the um, the drum cage, and then uh, Jim I saw walk behind the drums and he hit the drum set at one point. <laughs> wow. he, he like uh, played one note, but he was still holding his guitar. Hmm. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so then uh, then Al said it was ready for well a couple couple notes I guess okay so. Um... There was a Weird Al chant going on, people chanting Weird Al. That started up in the balcony right behind me. So that started in the balcony and started working its way forward. People were like, Weird Al, Weird Al, Weird Al. And then... Uh, I said it one time. I didn't do the full <laughs> chant, but I just one time said Weird yeah. Al. And then uh, another uh, Weird Al said, you guys, thank you, basically. But uh, I do want to point out before I forget to mention it is that uh, another lighting thing, which was happening the entire show, but I just wrote it down at this point. Um, there were these sort of like uh, scalloped, like indentations in the side walls. There were definitely like uh, like an architectural sort of design. They, I don't think they served any function, um, but there were sort of like these lights embedded in them. So throughout the uh, the show, um, they were taking advantage of the the lights on the side and and working them into the actual cool. uh, actual show. So I'm sure you didn't see that. No, I didn't. They were definitely behind you and uh, probably best viewed from the balcony. But there were these these uh, light like the entire they're using the entire theater you know for their lighting show, which I thought was really awesome. cool. That's so, cool. So I was definitely glad I got to see uh, that. Um, all right, let's move on. So Al said. Um, you know, he he wanted to, you know, let let everyone in the audience pick what the next song was right. going to be. And so I had everyone at the count of three yell something out. And Dave, I yelled out, <gasps> David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast theme song. You know, I yelled it out, too. I yelled it out from the balcony, and I'm surprised he didn't pick that. Yeah, that's two, that's two people. people out of, and that's out a of... song that they've rehearsed. We know they've rehearsed it. We've played it live. Um, so that's a shame. But... Uh, when everyone shouted out, Al said, "Wow, that's that's an inappropriate choice." He said, "But it is his favorite song about child abuse." <laughs> I was so happy. I did not think I'd get to hear this song. This is—I know that we've—I uh, know that I, I 
I, oh, this is this is cool concerts. I got to hear my two favorite, some of my two of my favorite songs in there. Uh, but uh, definitely um, one of my my favorite songs, probably one of my favorite cover songs that Weird Al ever does. Definitely my favorite song off of the uh, Medium Rarities album. Uh, the beat on the brat. I just love that song. I love I love Al's rendition of it, and I was so happy. I was thrilled. I know that I was freaking out. Jack was freaking out next to me. Get to hear on the brat and uh, and Ethan. You know that this is going to be my. We need the theme music for this one. Da 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 do 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 do. Dave's song of the night. That's right. Beat on the brat. By far my song of the night. I'm so happy I got to see this song perform live in concert. Yeah, um, so it, like it was my first time seeing it perform live in concert too. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think. Jeremy said it was played like in Kansas or something. I mean, we have to look that one up. But yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely not played anywhere where I would have heard it in concert. I was thrilled. I was thrilled. It's one of my favorite songs. I'm so happy I got to hear it. I was also thrilled. I mean, uh, I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to music outside of Weird Al and a very narrow uh, list of other <laughs> people. So, you know, often these cover songs are songs I don't know. Um, but you know, in my purview of music, I love the Ramones. So, yeah. you know, getting to hear a cover of a band I actually know <laughs> is great. <laughs> but then also, like Dave said, you know, this is a song that you know we've we've heard recordings of before, and it was really cool to get to hear yeah. it live. Yeah, so, um, so happy. I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't my. It wasn't. It was funny on, on our guessing game. I. I Thought, oh, it's so cool if we play Beat on the Brat, but there's no way he's going to do that. And You're I right. chose something else. Uh, but I'm glad I was wrong on that one because Beat on the Brat, oh, so happy I got to hear that. So. Yeah, that was awesome. And um, at the end of the song, I yelled out, Steve J! <laughs> nice. Um, not as easy to yell out as uh, Chemo, but... Um, should have yelled Steve J, what a guy. I should have. Um, well, next time. Next time. So then Al said he's got one last song. Uh, but he said it's actually a medley, yeah. uh, not really one song, but let's not get into semantics because I enjoy the room. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is the medley he does. I'll just go through the songs. They haven't changed. Amish Paradise smells like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda with the Yoda chant. Um, a couple notes on Amish Paradise. Got huge cheers uh, from at least where I was sitting about that one. And then uh, Smells Like Nirvana, that... Uh, that one, uh, there was another couple that was sitting up uh, a couple rows in front of me, and uh, you could tell that it was her favorite song because oh. she really, an audible scream as she uh, heard the lyrics for that one. Um, so it's nice to have Solidarity. That is my favorite song. So I did get like almost back-to-back, uh, Smells Like Nirvana and uh, Beat on the Brat, like Amish Paradise 2 in between those two. So that was a nice <laughs> that was a nice moment for for me uh to get to hear two of my favorite songs uh yeah now um i think on the uh the last episode 13 centimeter i talked about what steve um responds with while al's singing smells like nirvana Uh and so I, i took better notes and i noticed something new uh so when al goes i'm mumbling and i'm screaming uh steve goes ha h a and then he goes and i don't know what i'm singing and then Steve goes, wah, W-A-H. Huh. And then he says, crank the volume, ears are bleeding. And because the ears are bleeding, uh, Steve goes, ouch. <laughs> and nice. then I still don't know what I'm singing uh, because it's a question. Steve then goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That so cool. you got to listen for that, Dave. I will. Ha, wah, ouch, huh? <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. 
So this was interesting. Didn't think that that song could be improved, but well, they they found a, they, a really cool thing to do. It's a, it's a cool version of "Smells Like Nirvana." Definitely. Uh, uh, again, um, the Yoda chant. You mentioned that there was no bongos. I did not see uh, Hawkeye come out with bongos uh, for Bermuda in this. Uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't notice that. As it seemed like. Uh, it seemed like here's what I saw happen, and, and I saw um, it was coming up to the point where where he would normally cut, where Hawkeye would normally come out and bring bongos for for Bermuda to play. Um, Hawkeye seemed to be late or didn't have bongos with him, um, and Bermuda just sort of hit the drums. Oh, interesting drumsticks on that. So I that didn't was, notice that. That's it was cool. A, it was a sort of, um, I guess, I guess, I don't think I don't know if it was planned that way or not, but it was. Uh, Seemed like uh, it was different. To maybe me. there's a, a rule in Wilkesbury that bongos no, no, bon- are not allowed. No, bon- maybe, maybe the show ended. Uh, <laughs> well, before we get to the no. show ending, um, I noticed something during White and Nerdy. While Al plays the fish or the what did Seb call it, a guero or guero, something? Yeah, something, guero. Like um, so the way he plays it, and I, I've been like trying to learn it. Here, I'll play it on the Coke can. He does like a um, tap tap, and then he slides down the. The things he goes tap tap slide tap tap slide tap tap slide. That's how he plays it. Um, that's in the first part of White and Nerdy, but then in the second part of White and Nerdy, he goes slide tap tap slide tap tap. So he starts with tap tap slide, and then he changes to slide tap tap. So that was something new. I don't know if it was for tonight or if it's just something I'd never noticed before. But um, I thought to write it down. Very good. And that's the last note I took. Yeah. So the show ended at ten thirty three. So uh, do the math, figure I start at 8.49, you do the math, figure that out. Um, just under two hours. Yeah, just under two hours. Uh, so that was, uh, I mean, at the end of the show, you and I had different experiences. I'll go through my experience, and then maybe you could tell us about your experience. Yeah, let's hear all about your experience, and then I'll talk about mine. So uh, so my experience is, you know, we, we wrapped up, uh, uh, we headed down from the balcony, um, headed down several flights of stairs to get down to the lobby, uh, ran into Bob Groder in the ro- lobby. Him and Selmeyer and uh, Jeremy was talking to them. Uh, got to see Bob. Uh, got to uh, catch up with him. And then um, we also ran into, again, uh, Mike Minnick and uh, Mary Alicia was there. Who we oh, last saw in... Uh, I didn't see Mary. Yeah, at the, the Nightmare concert out in uh, out in California. We were there. She was there, too. So I got to see those nice. those people hang out in the lobby and we were hanging out and then just kind of catching up and uh security came over and was like do you guys have after show pass the vip pass and we're like nope they're like get out and <laughs> that's when those security guards threw us yeah, out <laughs> pretty much so they got thrown out on this the, the street um oh jack jack was hanging out with us too uh, i should say uh of course and uh and jackie too um so we're hanging out um then we basically uh, went outside and uh it was maybe looked like it was going to rain. It started raining lightly, so we just went and hung out in the car. And my experience. My experience was <laughs> um, having VIP. Um, you know, we we uh, were ushered to sit uh, further back in the audience. They kind of like organized us, and um, well, actually, before that, um, JW kind of came out and started like picking up the set list because he hands them out to VIPs usually uh, at random. And uh, when he came out, I held up my set list that I already had. And I was like, ha ha, la la la, I have one. He's like, how did you get that? <laughs> and uh, I was like, Steve gave it to me. Uh, so I think he, 
I think JW was annoyed that the power <laughs> of giving away Steve's set list was ripped away from him. Uh, that was really funny. And then, um, you know, they gave us the general spiel about how it's going to work. And so they, they had us all sit, stand up, and everyone walks to the back. And then uh, you just have to wait. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of waiting. And you line up, and then you go down. And so I got to have a, a lot of time uh, getting to know Casey and telling her some some of my crazy stories, Weird Al, and my recent William Shatner story, and stuff like that. So it was really fun to to get to know her and and um, hear about her Weird Al fandom. And um, it came time to uh, get the photo. And um, I know last time, Dave, you saw my photo last time. I went yeah. butt to butt with Weird Al. Um, I had a, a, a new idea for what I wanted to do and I pitched it to JW and he said, no, I can't do that because of COVID. So I'll keep that a secret until I can find a way to safely do it and get them to accept it. Uh, so I went with my backup plan, which, um, hopefully it's posted by now. And, and Dave, if you're okay hearing this spoiler, yeah, go ahead. um, I asked Al, cause what they do is they take your picture and then they Photoshop it and put you closer. And so I've seen a lot of photos where Al's kind of like pointing and they kind of move over and it looks like Al's like pointing at them. So I thought it would be funny if Al was poking me in the eyeball. <laughs> so I asked Al to, you know, extend his finger and poke me in the eye. So I like kind of squinted my eye and like made a painful looking face. And um, the photographer took a couple and Al's like, you can make it. So it looks like my f finger's really in his eye, right? And the guy's like, yep. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, so I'm really excited to see what that uh, looked like. And then you go back to your seat, you grab all your stuff, and then you get back in line to do uh, the autographs uh, with Al. And they, they, you know, Al's still behind a barrier. He's sitting down. He has a mask on. And JW's there to kind of help um, translate to Al because he can't hear you so well through the, the thing. And, you know, sometimes yeah. you're wearing a mask. So it's just a little difficult. So um, I went up and... Last time I got my poster signed with, you know, hey, Ethan, to Ethan, something like that. And um, I didn't want anything on my poster. I wanted a completely blank poster because I'm just a weird collector like that. I want to have one with my name, one with just the autograph, and one with nothing on it, just a clean poster. So I went up to JW. I was like, uh, no autograph. Or I said, uh, I don't want anything on the poster, please. And so JW told Al, and Al said, okay. And he started signing his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 like literally nothing, not even the autograph. I think they just thought I meant like no, right. no first name. Um, so Al like put that poster aside and then just handed, you know, the one to JW. Hmm. And um, I, I think Al is trying to save his voice a little bit because I didn't see him doing a whole lot of talking more, just kind of like nodding and, right. and, and stuff. And I can imagine after what an almost two hour show where he's doing these really, right. you know, these are not easy songs to sing because he's, you know, going all over different ranges and different types of music. Um, so, uh, yeah, you, you just have like a second and it, you know, I just told Al that, uh, you know, thanked him and I told him I'd see him in Tennessee because I, I have a two week break. Yeah. Uh, so, um, it's sad to think that this is the last show until May 27th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. We got a little couple couple weeks, uh, two weeks off. Yeah, about two weeks off. So left, um, Dave. You picked me up, and we went on our uh, two hour journey back to two and a half hour, two and a half hour journey back to New Jersey. 
Uh, and on the, the ride, I think you mentioned this, we recorded a secret episode where we revealed the results <laughs> of the Vanity Tour guessing game. Yeah, and uh, so you'll have to listen to that if you're a Patreon supporter uh, and uh, see if you can uh, determine or guess who the winner was between myself, Dave, and Jackie. Um, and we, we throw in some other kind of stupid conversations during that, too, yeah. of course. <laughs> All right, so... Uh... That's our adventures in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, we'll see you again after the shows in Pelham at the Kate, the Caverns. Looking forward to those shows. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about there. That's going to be a lot of... Ex- that'll be very exciting just because we're underground in a cave. and get to see where it outperform. <laughs> That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 14 Centimeter. And that's all I have to say about that.